If you have thyroid eye disease and you can't get any shut eye because you can't shut your eyes, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit treatmyted.com. That's treatmyted.com. Did you see the video that I posted earlier today of a man, a middle-aged white man in a red t-shirt that a lot of white supremacists are wearing all over the country at a Costco in Fort Myers, Florida? who just loses it, absolutely becomes unhinged, no mask, screaming right in the face of an elderly woman working at Costco because he was asked to wear a mask. Today, I don't just want to break down that video or break down what's going on beneath the surface talk to you about white fragility, toxic masculinity, and how it's costing us so many lives in this country. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. At the very root of the spread of the coronavirus throughout Florida and Texas and Arizona and even Georgia and other states, at the root of it, and the video that I just referenced, I want to play the audio of that for you here in just a second. At the root of it is the reality that from the top down, from Donald Trump and Mike Pence down, they staked out a position making wearing a mask something that was for liberals, something that was for hippies, something that was for weak people. And Trump and Pence, in refusing to wear masks, even when visiting hospitals, even when visiting factories that required everybody to wear a mask. Trump and Pence and others have refused to do so, have refused to do it just to demonstrate for their followers and for the country and the world that wearing a mask matters. Just this past week, Mike Pence was confronted on it. Trump has been confronted on it. But for them, it's political. And they have basically put themselves in a position saying that wearing a mask is something that lesser people do. They've put the country in a position, rather, such that white men and white people across the country are now refusing, conservative white people in particular, are refusing to wear masks. And when you ask them to do so, even if it says you can't enter the store without one, even if it says you can't shop here without one, even if managers and staff and others say, sir, ma'am, for the health of the customers and staff here, please put on a mask or you'll need to leave. And when they are asked, because they have now put this idea of wearing a mask as a 
as a Democratic Party kind of thing, as a liberal kind of thing, when they are asked to wear it, they lose it. For families with young children, I'm about to play a video that does have some foul language in it. It is just 20 seconds, and so you could skip past it, or you could play it just, just to illustrate the sheer foolishness going on all over our country. Let me play the video for you of a man at Costco in Fort Myers, Florida, absolutely blowing up. And what you won't be able to see for those of you who are just listening, but if you go to my Instagram page, you'll see the video. It's not only is he screaming in the face of an elderly woman working at Costco, his mouth is wide open and he is coming toward her in a rage, looking as if he is about to assault her. It was terrifying. Let me play the clip for you. You're six feet away from you. You're harassing me. I'm not you're harassing you. You are, you're coming close afraid. to me. You're, you're coming close Back to me. Back off! Threaten me again! Back the fuck up! Put your fucking phone down! In my typical fashion, I have watched this video dozens and dozens of times. Not because I, I'm, it's not a police brutality video where I'm looking for clues, but I'm just trying to understand what is it that I'm looking at? How could a man blow up so violently? You know, I asked on Instagram and I was really only half joking. Could this man be on steroids? Is this roid rage? We don't know. What we do know is that it's White Rage. That's a book that I would love for you to purchase. It's White Fragility. That's the name of another book that you should absolutely purchase. And at the root of what's going on is also toxic masculinity, which really knows no racial bounds. Every man from every ethnic group has the capacity for toxic masculinity. But when you combine the three of those things, white rage, white fragility, and toxic masculinity, and then drop in some bigotry, drop in some Trumpism, drop it all right in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic, and what you are seeing in that video, and for those of you who haven't seen it but just heard it for the first time, what you are hearing is actually dangerous. It's deadly. It's, it's violent in multiple ways, but doubly so. It's violent in the coronavirus pandemic. He might as well have been spitting on the woman's face. Everything we know, every scientist in the world is saying that the number one transfer mechanism of the coronavirus is droplets of fluid that come either from your nose or your mouth when you have the coronavirus and are projected into the air onto someone else, into their airways, and they are now infected. As we know, millions of people have now been infected with the coronavirus over 130,000 Americans that we know of have now died. And in Florida, 
right where this incident took place. And as we know, senior citizens are more susceptible not only to the coronavirus, but susceptible to its worst possible impact. That in Florida, we have 41 ICUs that are now over capacity. They are full. 41 different intensive care units at Florida hospitals that are no longer able to accept patients because the coronavirus is overwhelming the system. That's just this morning. 30 more hospitals, in addition to those 41, their ICUs, their intensive care units, are now at 90% capacity and are expected to be full by the end of the week. That's nearly 75 hospitals in Florida, which for the longest had no hospitals, no ICUs at maximum capacity. Now they are at nearly 75. On this Friday, uh, elective surgeries are being uh, uh, canceled across the country. And Florida's governor, again, let's talk about toxic masculinity and, and white rage and white fragility. As cases soar from the top of Florida to the very bottom, the governor, Ron DeSantis, still refuses to just issue a mandatory order requiring people to wear masks. And why is he doing that? Even Texas, with its deeply conservative governor, even though they were four months late issuing the order, even Texas has now said, yes, you have to wear a mask. But Governor Ron DeSantis, who is simultaneously issuing a state of emergency for his state, but also refusing to issue a mandatory order requiring masks to be worn, is putting everybody in danger. And when you look at the nexus of white fragility, I posted another video of, of a white woman literally chasing a young black man out of her neighborhood who was literally just walking through it. But these videos are, are now so regular, so consistent, that on most days I'm not even posting them anymore. I see several of them a day and I'm not even posting them. And what we see is a nexus of bigotry, racism, white supremacy, white fragility, white rage. And it's just gross. And it's not something that you can criminalize your way out of. I don't believe so. You may have seen yesterday that the woman who was at Central Park in New York and harassed a black man who was bird watching in Central Park. He is literally, it's what he does for a living. As he was watching birds, this man is a, is a, is a Harvard-trained scientist, and I'm, I'm not dipping into respectability politics. I just want you to understand what was going on. He is literally on the board of an aviary uh, charity in New York, 
And as he's in, in Central Park looking at birds, he sees a woman who lets her dog off the leash and he lets her know that that's dangerous. She begins, as you probably saw when it went viral, calling 911, claiming that she's being basically attacked by a black man. Understand that people have gone to prison after being wrongly accused of attacking a white woman in Central Park. People lost their entire childhoods over that. I'm thinking of the Central Park Five. And yesterday, New York decided to criminalize that behavior. And I understand. And and there's some satisfaction that we have in getting retribution for somebody making a false report. But we have to always be careful to, to think that we can criminalize our way out of certain problems. Because when you create laws like the enforcement of this type of call, eventually it won't be used against Karen. It's going to be used against black and brown people, indigenous people. It's going to be used against poor people. It's going to be used against the primary people who are actually in jail and prison which is not privileged white people. It's just, it, it's just the case. And so we have to figure out how does this nation confront white fragility, white rage, toxic masculinity, the nexus of all of these things. And, and they can't just be blamed on Trump. These things are woven deep in, deeply rather into the fabric of this country that they certainly existed before Trump and will exist well after he uh, leaves office, either through defeat or term limit or anything else. And, and yet he does exacerbate it and make it worse, yes. But these problems are at the root of what killed George Floyd. We're at the root of, have, of what has killed and hampered and brutalized and and caused so much pain, not just in fatal police shootings. It's at the root of the very people who were plotting my own assassination. Like, that's where we are. And how are we as a nation truly going to confront the thing that, if we're being honest, has fueled the primary power structure, not for a few months, not for the first few years of the Trump administration, but has fueled this country for generations, for centuries. How are we going to get over this? How are we going to pivot and change? Today, I don't have the answers, but what I do know is that this fragility and toxic masculinity and rage is not only dangerous, it's at the root of what we just saw in the video yesterday of white folk who literally were plotting to lynch a young black man in Bloomington, Indiana. Same thing. White fragility, white rage, toxic masculinity, put them all in a cocktail and they literally have a black man pushed up against a tree and are talking about how they need to get a noose. This problem's not new. It's really, really old. 
yet we have to continue to confront it face-to-face, policy-by-policy, person-by-person, until we get rid of it. It's not getting rid of white people. It's before you say that I said any such thing. But this nation has to rid itself of white rage, white fragility, toxic masculinity, which, which can be advanced in so many different ways. But the cocktail of those three is dangerous, and we have to push back. I've got to run. We are working on so many important projects. Thank all of you who are supporters of The Breakdown on Patreon. You can go right now to patreon.com slash the breakdown and support this podcast and support The Breakdown Live, our weekly live video broadcast of The Breakdown. We'd love your support. We need your support to support our staff, to support our technology. Many people don't know that it actually even costs just to have the podcast up. And the more people who listen to it, the more we pay. It's not free, actually. And we pay a significant monthly cost, not just for our podcast, but for the production of each and every episode of this podcast, of Woke at Work, of Married to the Movement, of Sick Empire, and of The Breakdown Live. And so please chip in today at patreon.com slash the breakdown. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Hey, everybody. If you love the Breakdown podcast, I don't know if you knew this, but we have two other amazing podcasts that I would argue might be even better than the Breakdown. Right now, if you go to your favorite podcast player, you can search for Sick Empire, which is our podcast about the impact of the coronavirus pandemic in New York. Or you can go to my brand new podcast with my wife, Ray, called Married to the Movement, where we just tell our story, not just about how we met each other and fell in love, but what it means to lead and be married together in this movement for civil rights and human rights So check out Sick Empire, check out Married to the Movement, leave great reviews, subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check them out. Break it As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com.